four, 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 four. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the EG Pot Thunder with your boy, the young light skin key sweat. And to my right, my guy, Elroy underscore Justin, has finally returned to the pod after a hiatus. What are, oh, I know. <laughs> I it's a it's common a thing. It's kind of a common thing until you come on. It's been so long. When I give you that intro, you forget to say something. A little rusty. A little rusty. He'll knock that rust off once we start talking about basketball. And to my left, my guy has returned. He was one of the OG guests. The first person to ever reach out to come on the pod. My guy, Camp's Corner. Appreciate you having me on, man. Hey, man, you want to give that link to, right before they forget to follow my guy? Give your IG real quick. So uh, at Cam Simone, and for Cam's Corner, it's at Cam's One Corner. Yeah, man, and you have been doing a lot since the last time you have been on. I think you came on before NBA season even ended. I remember talking about it before the playoffs. So it's been a while. I think like maybe March, April of last year. So about like oof, like eight months you haven't been on the podcast. So since then, what has been going on in Cam's life? I know you've been doing a whole bunch. Uh, yeah, so since then, I started at URI, because uh, when we talked, I was still at Rick, um, you know, doing my thing over there with, like, all the broadcasts and everything. Um, yeah, the first, like, I think round or two of the NBA playoffs was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, the Celtics weren't, uh, obviously, into the finals yet with Golden State, but um, I worked at the Sports Hub that summer, so before, like, we talked about it a little bit, but that summer going into it, I worked at 95, the Sports Hub. Uh, that was a heck of an experience, and then, yeah, now I'm at URI doing all the men's games for... Uh, men's basketball on uh, ESPN Plus. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, Elric, feel free to chime in if you ever have a question. Um, so let's talk about your first experience at the radio station. So going in, were you like, did you have any nerves? What was that like first one or two weeks like in that uh, the new scenario for you? Uh, I didn't know what to expect, really. I mean, I thought, you know, because like I like doing a lot of on-camera stuff, like with the podcast and like talking with everybody like that. Um, it was more so like a producing end of it, like internship. So... I got to learn a lot, like behind the camera, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. Um, and then my first week, I don't know if you know who Ray Bork is, he's like a yeah. Bruins, Bruins legend. Uh, he was on the show and I got to meet him. I got an autographed jersey from him. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then like just stuff like that, like Matthew Slater from the Patriots was there a couple of weeks, um, you know, meeting really cool people in New England that play sports. Like that was probably like the first time I felt like starstruck around athletes. Yeah. Do you think there's like a lot of, uh, is that like taboo to like ask, like if somebody comes in the office are you not supposed to act like they're celebrity just like they're a regular person yeah i mean that was that was kind of the harder part like adjusting wise uh you know trying to like talk to them like they're you know obviously they're regular people but you know they're obviously a higher caliber than i am and you know doing like broadcasts and stuff and being being able to talk to like cooler and you know higher end people on my podcast most recently like i got into uh i've learned to adjust to that so um that definitely helped though in the early stages definitely have you ever had those scenarios already when you've been like starstruck from somebody um, I feel like I haven't run into that many like famous people in life. Well, you gotta uh, tell you, you've never said this in the podcast, sports podcast. <laughs> you already know where I'm going with this. You got. I already know. You had to tell your story with your boy. You hate him now. This moment of time because of this. Your guy Paul Pierce. It's uh, just put it this way. It's on site. If I ever see a <laughs> Paul Pierce again, <laughs> no, because it was uh, what was it? Um, in Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. Uh, I think the summer going into my junior year, we had an AU tournament in uh, in Vegas, and um, 
at the time there was like a fight night and that's when like i forgot who it was but like you seen all the celebrities there it was like magic johnson like he had stopped and take taking a picture like there was a bunch of people that had stopped and at least said hi Paul Pierce had walked by and I'm like, oh, Paul Pierce, yo, can we, can, can we get your picture? Like, can we take a picture? Just kept walking, kept moving like nothing. <laughs> so to this day, I was like, I was super anti-Celtics for the longest and because Le- I'm a LeBron James fan. But that was one of the main reasons I was like, it's fuck the Celtics for life. And now here I am for the Celtics. But that's because Jason Tatum and I'm a Duke guy. So, Yeah, yeah. I'm I've had, like, one person I can recall big-time me. I've had a bunch of people. I've been around, like, celebrities often, like, going to these games and stuff like that. But one that I vividly remember is Chris Chris Webber big-time me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> of all people, Chris Webber, you're going to big-time me? <laughs> Nobody even cares about you like that much, motherfucker. <laughs> but I was like, all right. It's on site with Chris Webber, too. You know, he would kill me. He's, like, two feet tall to me. But I was like, you know what? Screw this guy. One I can vividly remember, yeah. Has anybody big-timed you yet? Um, when I was little, one player did, uh, he was a all time player for the Giants, played with Lawrence Taylor, uh, Carl Banks. I had like my hat out, you know, I'm a little kid. He kind of just walked right by me. But, uh, most recently, um, probably Clyde Frazier. He's one of the announcers for, uh, for the, the Knicks. Knicks yep. Yeah. He, uh, he was one of the, he, I think he won the last championship with the Knicks too in like 73. But, um, so, uh, right after Kobe passed away, they had like the, or like it was a year or two after, I think. Or a year, they had like the Hall of Fame inductee uh, thing with Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett at Mohegan, and I went to it, and there was like a ton of people there, like Shaq, Kenny, all those guys, a lot of NBA players, of course. Um, and you know, Clyde was one of the first people I saw, like just in the casino walking. I was like, "Oh, Clyde, can I get a picture?" And he like kind of like he was kind of like close to me, but he like put his hand like, "Nah, I'm not doing that." Like, Dude, you know what I mean? Of like, all people, like you're gonna big time me. <laughs> like, you should be happy. People even recognize who you are yeah. at this point. Like, I would understand. Like, it's funny how Shaq's nice to people, how all these people are nice, but then Clyde, yeah, you're gonna big time me, yeah. bro. You should be even. I know who you are. Mm. What the hell? I feel like they're people too, so they could be having an off day sometimes. You know that happens. Not to give them the benefit of the doubt or anything. Honest, <laughs> not sports related. But did you see that Bad Bunny thing? Oh yeah, yeah. When he was, uh, well, the girl ran up on him. The one outside, yeah, ran up on him and with her fo- her her phone in his face, and he took it and tossed it. So I understand. Like if you and he's like, if you came up to me and just would have asked, I would have like taking a picture but you're like all up in the face but the ones of him like in the club where he was like snatching phones and just like tossing oh, them. I didn't see you didn't that. see that yeah no. there's a video of him like in the club and people were recording he's like snatching people's phones bro you're in the club at that them. point what are you expecting uh, like, people probably come to the club for you i don't know my boy's tired he had a he had a busy year so <laughs> he did are you familiar with what we're talking about no i'm not <laughs> you know bad bunny is. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah he was outside walking and the girl was like in his face mm. he literally grabbed her phone and threw it into the ocean <laughs> Oh, just I kept walking. That. Just kept walking. Damn. No, shut up, Siri. Um, so my 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 guy Cam's corner. It starts getting popping. You have a million followers. What kind of celebrity are you gonna be? I'm gonna be how I am now. I'm the same Cam. You know, I don't wanna because if someone recognize like you just said, if someone recognizes me, I'd be humbled and, and blessed to know that someone, you know, cares about what I do and stuff like that. So if anyone ever asked to take a picture or, or you know, hopefully one day an autograph, like that'd be sick. <laughs> yeah, because people don't understand like the like that power that has because yeah. I'm not sure if you know L. Mike Breen's one of his like idols. Yeah. And he had the privilege to meet Mike Breen. Mm. And he said that he oh, was one of the coolest dudes. Yeah. You want to tell him real quick? That's the interaction. Because I'm not sure Elbert is not familiar with that. So Yeah, so you know who Mike Breen is though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the like, announcer. Isn't yeah, he yeah. like one of the main announcers for the Knicks? Yeah, he's like, the play by play guy for the Knicks. Yep. And he does like all like the um 
a lot of the main like televised games like mm-hmm. primetime games and stuff like that. Even the NBA Finals too. But. I did not know he was the Knicks. But I knew he was the Knicks. I knew he did all the other stuff, but I forgot. I was watching like uh, NBA TV, I think, and they do like whatever teams playing uh, their play by play guys. Like the local yeah. guys. Yeah, and it was Mike Breen. That's how I knew. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and um, he. Uh, I was gonna say yeah. So he does like the NBA Finals, all that stuff, and. Similar to like what I told you about Carl Banks, like it was kind of like in the same like Iowa. And I went to like one of my first Knicks games at MSG. And my dad was like, "Oh, this is Mike Breen. This is like before I even went to Rick, or uh, before I started doing all the stuff I did at Rick with broadcast." He's like, "Oh, I should go say hi." So I went up and said hi to him, shook his hand, took a picture, and he was like super humble. And I was like, "That's exactly like if I can ever get to that point in my life, that's how I'm definitely gonna be. Like I've never ever like turned down anybody that would want a picture or something like that." Yeah, because imagine he did. Like that would like, crush you probably. But that's no, I know, right yeah, like exactly too. I'm like, um, I got to speak at Hendrickson a few, probably like a month ago, about like what I do and like the, the sports media program was interested in how I got into it. So after talking to those kids, they were all like, "Oh, can we get a picture? Can we get a picture?" And like they, you know, that to me was like, "Damn, you want a picture of me? Like what? You know, what did I do? I haven't done anything crazy yet." But that was like, "Damn, it, it could one day be like that." You know. Normally, that I wouldn't mind it. I thought that'd be pretty cool. That's super cool, actually. I, I do have one question. What like at what point in life did you realize like that's something you wanted to do to be like involved in sports and sports media and all that kind of stuff? I got asked this question a few days ago too. It was like uh, probably my freshman year when COVID was going around for uh, college. Like my senior year of high school, uh, you know, COVID obviously shut everything down, and uh, I didn't know where I was going to go to school. So after that, once I committed to Rick. Uh, you know, everything was still online. I wanted to be around sports and I got into a couple of programs, realized that I was good on the mic, good, like talking and very personable. So once they put me on like a broadcast for like, I think it was like volleyball. I was like, I want to do like my sport. I want to do basketball and yeah. baseball and all that. And then, you know, since Rick took off, I got the job at the sports hub and just, you know, kind of tried to level up ever since that. That's cool. That's definitely pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. So then, you know, I got the sports hub. It was just internship by the sports hub, correct? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't get paid. It was just for a school credit, uh, my first internship uh, through college, yeah. And how long? Was that just for the summer, a month, or? Yeah, it was four months, yeah. Oh, f- four months? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So, yeah, you built, because I see just from that internship, did you get a lot of those guests on your podcast from there? Yeah, like uh, the guy who does the Celtics, Sean Grandy. Uh, he's usually on NBC Sports Boston or the sports hub. I had t- got to talk to him. Bob Sosi does the Patriots. Uh one of the hosts from the Zolak and Bertrand show, the show that I interned at, I got one of those hosts on. Um, so yeah, it was, it was it was a really cool summer, definitely. Was some of your favorite uh, podcast you've done over the summer? Oh, since the last time I've talked to you. Uh, so, well, since the last time we talked, definitely Ricky Lito was probably one of my favorite ones. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, to talking of like players that have played in the NBA or overseas or had that uh, in like Will Tavares, who I was telling you about, who went to Hendrickson. Um, you know, really just people that have a story. Everyone has a story, and they, you know, and. Uh, I think it's cool to like really dig deep. People that don't really get the opportunity to outlet themselves like that. I think that those are like the best genuine podcasts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, um, I'm not sure your style, but like when I have people on, as you both know right now, I didn't ask you guys anything beforehand. Nothing is pre-planned. It's all conversation. Yeah. Like, that's why people like it's not an interview. It's more like having a conversation with someone because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like it pre-planned. I think it's not authentic if it's, you know, that's the case we're do- with the way we're going. Mm. So, like, what's your style when you're having Ricky on, Sean Grandy, and all these people? Are you, like, going, like, bullet point by bullet point, or are you just freestyling on the top of your head? Oh, I'm prepared, yeah. I'm ready. But, like, uh, sometimes it's, like, uh, if we're rolling with something, I'll, I'll, like, think of a question on the spot. But I definitely have, like, you know, stuff planned that I'm going to say. Because, like, if I were to just, like, throw them on a Zoom call and just try to start talking, I'd probably get, like, blanked out and, you know, yeah. not really know where to go with the conversation. But if I have stuff to look at and kind of just, like, base uh, the conversation off of, it helps to kind of make it uh, flow better, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, so are you having those same preparations for like yesterday? Well, today is January 6th. Yesterday you did the your eyes first game against Fordham. Mm-hmm. And um I sent already the clips too. And are you like preparing for that same way you're preparing for a podcast, or is that more like you, how do you prepare for a you know game such a calling a game, yeah, yeah being called commentary? Yeah, for me personally, I mean it's always different for everybody that I've talked to that are that does like broadcasting. Um for me, I kind of always look into teams, history, uh, players, obviously, that are playing great. Um, I have, like, a manila folder, and I'll have, like, the rosters in front of me. I'll write down, like, a ton of notes. Uh, it's not, like, in, like, obviously, like, a question form, like a podcast, but it's it's more so similar to, uh, you know, I like to look at the team's last win and their last game in general, you know, just the, how they're playing, the tempo of the game, what it's like for them. Um, because play-by-play is different. Play-by-play is going play-by-play, and then I'm usually the color analyst guy, but like you said, like, that was my first play-by-play game. Um and plus, I know the sport, so it's just easier for me to analyze a play because I know basketball. If I had to do like you know something like volleyball, it's, I'd have to do more research on that because I'm not as familiar with it. But basketball is just easy because it's like first nature to me. So when you have someone like a random gets in the game, mm. are you looking at the roster? Why are you looking at the game? So, 15 guy off the bench. Are you knowing his name before the game starts? Or are you like, oh damn, this guy's coming in? I have to remember it right now. No, I was I'm not, wondering that, like the yeah. random dude that does never plays. <laughs> you know this guy's name? Yeah, for me, I I do. Yeah, I do like my research on like every player, and if there's not a lot to go with that player, I'll pick like you know a stat or two that is whatever's available. Because like if they get in the game, I can be like, oh, so and so did this in high school, and they were this in high school. Like that's yep. it. You know, if they don't have anything else, and you can't say anything else, they've just you know sparked something that they haven't in their college career yet. You kind of just you know go off of that. But yeah, I definitely do try to because like you know the one piece of information that you don't think you'll ever use. You know, you never know you could use it. So I try to be prepared as, as much as I can. Are you going to be that guy who's going to reuse that same line every time? So, guys, Ryan Tannehill used to be wide receiver at Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah, we know. You say this shit every yeah. national game. We know. We know Malcolm Butler had a crazy play in the Super Bowl. We know this. Why do you think people do that? They, at that point, Ryan Tannehill's been in the league for like 10 years. Right. He must have a million other stats. Something cool else to say. <laughs> yeah. God damn, we know he played fucking receiver at Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah. what, what's your thoughts on that? Is that going to be your go-to or are you trying to do something new every time? No, yeah. I would, I would probably do like um, just how they're playing throughout the season. You know what I mean? Like the only really time you kind of introduce a player like that is if they haven't played at all like in that setting. Like if they're in the NFL or, or whatever it is, a college setting. Um but, you know, for new viewers that, you know, don't know who Ryan Tannehill is, it's not, it's not like bad to mention that. But if you're someone like yourself that like continuously tunes into those games, like, you know, obviously where he went and everything like that. So, um, you know, I feel like to use it when it's necessary, like I wouldn't necessarily say that every game. But, yeah, I mean, it's 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 not you don't really need to do that every game. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, I, I guess being the other side of it, I've done a uh, live pro broadcast for like mm-hmm. Dolphin games. And there is times, though, where it's like, damn. There's nothing else more to say. Mm. <laughs> so when you're saying this, like, oh, it's easy second nature to you. I mean, football would be second nature to me as well. But it does get times where this isn't for everybody. Mm. So I guess what, maybe what I was asking you, how did you get into this? Do you think that's something that ever, like, sparked your attention, L. Right, to do, like, a color or play-by-play? Yeah, I, I, I think I like the idea of it, but I don't know, like how good I'd be at it. So like in your head as a, as a sports fan, you picture, you're like, man, I could do that. Like yeah. I could, I could talk. I, like I, I, growing up, I played basketball. I watched basketball. I know the rules. I, you know what I'm saying? So you're like in your head, you, you, you think you can do it and you can do it at a high level. Mm. But I feel like it, there's like, like it, there's an art to it at the same time. It's, it's different than just like, 
seeing it and then saying what's happening. There's more to it because you got to be able to pull the stats up and and, right. and say those things that reference certain things. Um, but I, I like I said, I, I like the idea of it. And the same thought uh, you had is like being around sports and like wanting to stay around sports. Mm. Like I feel like that's like a cool way to do it without being like if you're not able to play. Yeah, and you know, like uh, like stuff we're doing right now, like podcasts and a podcast. If you think about it, is like a talk show on TV. It's like the same exact thing. If you're debating on, I don't know, just say like the goat, LeBron or, or Jordan or whatever. Like people like Skip and Shannon, they talk about that on the you know every week. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like it's like the same thing, except like theirs is a little bit more scripted. That's the only thing I mm-hmm. feel like, and it's like I guess professional, but um, you know, for a broadcast is different because you're you know analyzing a game but i just feel like like that's the mindset i had i feel like if, if he can do that why can't i do it you know mm-hmm. who do you think is underappreciated now that you've been doing it underappreciated as like a, a professional yeah like an analyst like i can think of someone off the top of my head who gets shit on all the time i'm like i think he's pretty good i don't know why people hate him for chris collinsworth gets destroyed on like yeah. twitter and stuff like that i'm like <laughs> i don't think he's bad I don't think he's bad either. I, I'm not. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but like, I, I don't think I don't. I don't think he's bad at what he does. I think he's good, but it's like, um, I forget what broadcast it was. But like, he just sounded like nasally, and it, people like they they detach like everything. Media detaches like your voice. You know, if you stutter over a word, like it's like you, you know a lot of pressure's on. But like once you're on the mic, like you don't feel that pressure because it's like you know it's just you and in the game. But um, no, I would I wouldn't hate on Chris Collinsworth. He's not like one of my favorite, but someone that's like unappreciative or unappreciated. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head to be honest. Yeah, probably well, like probably Sean Grandy, who I had. I'm like, because he's not uh, really that well known. I think he should be more well known. Mm. How about you, Al? You think of someone? You think, I guess, the the bad side of the analysts? Um, off the top of my head, I don't know if I have anyone. Um, I have like a bunch of dislikes of like. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say that too. I yeah, I have more dislikes. dislikes like play callers, like when Reggie Miller's doing games. Oh, oh my, my god! Yeah. That's or when Chris Webber was doing games, they, bad. And or when, when they, they put them together, together. Yeah. oh my god! <laughs> when they put them together, it was it was dreadful. Bro, mute music on. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you guys will hate me for this, but I I don't I'm not that big of a Joe Buck fan or a Troy Aikman fan. I don't know if you guys like listening to that. But uh, I'm not that big I, on. I, you know I. He's a Cowboys fan, so he must listen to them a lot. See, so, I'm a Giants fan, yeah. so that's why I hate them. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> See, for me, it, I'm just used to them. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because every Cowboys game that's on, it's them. You yeah. get majority of the time, like right, right. 99% of the time. So, they don't bother me. Like, I, I don't, yeah. I think when I'm watching the game, I kind of more tune them out than anything. Mm, not exactly. I, um, I think, um, oh, I'm, I'm blanking his name right now. You guys are both going to know who it is. Um, Oh, Booger? So, no, oh, oh, God. Booger's bad, too. He was horrendous. Who was it? On ESPN. Booger, ESPN. Uh, Booger. Mon- no, like, from uh, on ESPN. You mean Boomer? Boomer. Boomer, Boomer. No, 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 no. no, no. no it is, it it is, is Booger. Booger. Yeah. Booger McFarland, whatever his name is. Oh, why, why am I blanking? Yeah, Booger Bo- McFarland? Oh, no, I don't know who that is. Yeah, you know who he is. Yeah, if if I saw it, yeah. yeah. They took him off play-by-play because he was so bad. Now he's like, now he's a... You know who he is. You've done oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah he's terrible. Yeah, yeah, terrible. yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, and I'm thinking of Tommy Heinzman and oh, uh, Mike Gorman. 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 Mike Gorman is so underrated. He's not over underrated, but maybe not appreciated as much. Yeah, he is Gorman so does good. it. Yeah, he does it with uh, Scal now. Yeah, yeah, so good. I like Scal a lot too. I'm not oh, the biggest Scal. fan of Scal. Really, I will well, say the, the only reason why I love Scal is just because like how uh, you know his NBA story, like how yeah. he was like, I mean. I guess, but I mean, yeah, he was pretty bad, but like, <laughs> I mean, 
just like uh you know what the kind of player he was and like he still like ele- like he he embraced that you know what i mean yeah. and made it something pretty cool but no, yeah that i that i like about scott i'm yeah. not the biggest fan of him as a as a play-by-play guy he's like right. he's he, not bad he's just biased towards the Celtics. yeah and, and that's why for the longest i couldn't watch celtics games on yeah. the celtics network but he's taking like, over tommy because tommy was trying to buy sell too yeah he was yeah. trying to be like call the fouls like oh that's not a, like like he was going it as a fan which there's no problem to that but it's just like it gets sickening after a while in yeah. my opinion it gets sickening after a while you must have hated tommy heisman then I, I'm was. not a Celtics fan. That's why I never really listened to him. But. <laughs> he was bad. He was super bad. But um, yes. Um, so all those I know. So, Al hates Kim, you're at, so are you a New York guy all all around? Like except basketball? for the Bruins. Yeah, hockey. I'm okay. A Bruins fan. But yeah, Giants, uh, football, Knicks, and Yankees. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll get to those. Uh, it's finishing off. So you're. Finish off at the internship. Yep. And now you're URI mm-hmm. doing sports broadcasting for all sports, or just basketball. Everything. Yeah, everything. So how'd you? We kind of went over that the first time, but for those new viewers coming in, it's been a while. So you just applied for the position, or they reached out to you. How did that come along? Because not everyone's doing that. Not everyone's calling URI games for ESPN Plus. Yeah. So I mean, like in the summer. Uh, when I knew I was transferring, I was like, I really want to make a big jump because if I can do it at Rick and, you know, a lot of people are recognizing me at a smaller school, I can definitely do it at the bigger stage. And uh, when I got denied when I was a freshman, because I didn't have that great SAT score. So that's probably like one of the main reasons why I didn't get into URI initially. But um, nonetheless, I, I did it after my sophomore year, trans, uh, transferred, everything was smooth. And uh, the day I got my acceptance letter, like over email, it was probably like a couple of days after, actually before I talked with you and um yeah, I just I hit up like that that same day I hit up like the sports information director Shane Donaldson, um, David Walzer who does like all like the games uh, over ESPN Plus. You know, I just I was like, can I arrange a Zoom call? I really want to introduce myself, tell tell you guys like what I'm all about, and then I emailed them like my resume, like with the sports hub, all my clips I do like on YouTube and everything. Um, and yeah, they put me on for like uh, men's and women's soccer over ESPN Plus, and I was like, yeah, I don't know anything about soccer, but if I can get my foot in the door <laughs> over the summer, yeah. I was like, you know what, might as well, right? So. Yeah, I love Ronaldinho. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so after doing soccer, I was like, all right, now it's basketball time. I'm like, no, we got some volleyball games. You want to do them? And I was like, yeah, why not? So I did volleyball. And then uh, the radio station, it was like, oh, we see all the things you're doing. Would you want to do some stuff for the radio? And I was like, whenever I'm, av- I'm available? Yeah, definitely. So uh, I've been doing color for ESPN ever since for basketball. And my first radio game is on the 11th. Uh, on 90.3 and then yeah i do i'm finishing color on espn plus the rest of the home games yeah that's pretty cool that's super dope so what's like the biggest thing difference from radio to calling on espn plus um so rick was rick was more of a radio style thing because it wasn't uh some games weren't like on like a screen you know Mm -hmm. sometimes like they'd have trouble streaming it so they're like all right we're gonna put you on the radio but still do the same thing you do it's like all right so um on tv it's like you don't really have to be like like every single play like oh passes here here oh, there's the layup like you don't have to say it every like every single play it's kind of like not dragged but you can kind of you know have a conversation to it with the color guy but over the radio it's like you have to really say everything that's happening because that's how the person driving or listening on the radio like wherever they're at like can picture the game yeah. you know what i mean so um i just feel like the biggest difference in adjustment for me was pacing um and knowing when to uh you know say what to say like that was when i first initially did it like all right what should i say what should i not say and you know how to you know put that into one hmm. have you ever had like a flub oh yeah i've Live? had plenty yeah i've had plenty like last night like uh 
like the speaker for like the music is like blasting in my ear. So when the when the producers in my ear like saying, "All right, Cam, three, two, one, go," like I can't, I could barely hear him. So I had to do like this and push the headphones on my on my ears. And I'm like, "Did he say?" Like I have to hold the mute button, talk to my other guy. Like, did he say go? And then like I kind of just have to like uh, you know wing it. But so there's a, a sideline girl as well. Her name's Paige. She's doing great things. Um, she does like all the games for the men's as well. And he'll be the producer will be like, all right, Cam, after the, we come back from the break, we're going to kick it to Paige for more on uh, Malik Martin, who like had his career high the other night. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I didn't hear, I didn't hear if you were doing it this break or the next break. So I'm talking, I'm talking. And then Paige comes up behind me and she's tapping me. And I'm like, oh, like, did I have to say her? So I'm like, oh, right, here's Paige courtside. And she's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, oh, we'll we hear from her shortly. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's tough because you can't, you can't like talk back to the producer and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like a work in progress. You got to kind of go with the flow, but uh, when you do make mistakes, if anyone's trying to get into it, I would say just cover it up as best you can. Cause the more confident you say something, the more believable it is for just like people watching it. So, uh, if you do stumble over a word or do say something like either like, you know, like, you know, make fun of yourself, like make it, make it fun, like make it enjoyable to uh, listen to. Is that, is that one of those things? Like when you, when you mess up, you're like, you play it off and then you go home and beat yourself up over it. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you look in the mirror, you're like, you're stupid. How'd you mess that up? Uh, sometimes <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Cause, uh, I, I, I like think before I speak or speak before I talk. I don't know what, what, how to say it because like sometimes I talk too fast. Yep. So like uh, I'll be like, all right, I just gotta like because I when I read too, I'll always like stumble over words. I'm like a terrible at like reading something aloud. But um, yeah, it's like I'll look back at it. and I'm like, oh, I screwed up. But I'm like, oh, it doesn't sound that bad if you were just watching it. Like you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, like maybe that wasn't supposed to happen. But he made it. You know, he covered up for it. If you if you mess up and you're like you say something on air like, oh man, my bad or something like that. Like that's live. Like that's live TV. Like you hear that. All right, Cam's so, done. Take him off. Yeah. <laughs> so but it's yeah. funny because I was doing a, I was doing like a over, I was doing like a, a voiceover for a commercial. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, and um, I'm like, oh, this is easy. Mm. I've been doing podcasts for a year at this point. And I'm oh, you reading, did it most recently. Yeah, I'm reading over. I'm reading off a of paper, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so easy. Yeah. I messed up for like an hour and a half. Like someone was reading, I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> Gotta do it again. See Send this in. I'm like, blah 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 blah. I'm like, God, oh. yeah. I'm getting in my own head about it. I'm like, oh, this is pissing me off. So much easier doing a podcast. They did a, a tribute to uh, Don Cole, who's like a big you know personnel for URI Sports and everything. He called a lot of games over the radio and everything. And I had to read something, but it wasn't live. Like we were like, all right, we're gonna take a couple takes. We're gonna see which one you like the best. And thank God that time, like I was more like uh, experienced with it, like doing it yesterday. Like I, I only took like two takes doing it. But when I first had to read stuff, I was like, oh, can we do that again? How oh, can we do that? <laughs> so like by the time like we were like all done, it was like time to get on the air. And I'm like, all right, I got to like do it. So I give myself enough time to get ready for the broadcast and not you know mess up every single time <laughs> I do it. Like every take. It's definitely hard, though. It's funny when you're talking about like bloopers and stuff like that. Yeah. I always think about when you're like watching the news and the guy they call it to is like so delayed. He's like. Mm. Oh, hey, Cam. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's taking that guy so long? Has <laughs> that happened to you guys? And you're like, what? Why did Paige take so long to answer me? Uh, uh, not so much her, but definitely like the producers. Because like uh, I was watching back the clips. That's how I get all my clips together. And I was watching back the game. And uh, we came back from the break. And it was just the score. And I'm like, why aren't I? How come I'm not talking? And I'm like, this is definitely a time where I couldn't hear him. Or he like was like, all right, we're going. We're live. We're live. And I just can't hear him. So I was like... <laughs> Oh, all right. Yeah, we're back. And the score is whatever. <laughs> like, so you think that's what happens? Like when you're like they're live and they're just like, what? Yeah, that, no, you could something? if if you could see me like when it's on the, I'm like this and I'm like waiting and I'm like, oh, okay, yep, we're on. Like, it's like <laughs> it's just like that. It's crazy. <laughs> that's a typical thing. Yes, and that's what you're. So that's thirty minutes in, we finally got the whole story, and now you're doing 
live um yeah live live games <laughs> not, not, Look, not. there it is, is. <laughs> live games no one's seen that live games and um so you have after basketball you're gonna do like baseball stuff like that too whatever they throw your way that's the plan yeah nice nice so yeah now caught up with cam's corner getting guests on make sure you check out his podcast most recently had dante and angel from umass dartmouth it's a good episode go check it out do you have any other uh, shows coming up? Because this is going to come out next week, actually. Okay, cool. So do you have anything coming up, like, you know, next week or upcoming guests you already have? Um, Nothing planned right now, but, uh, you know, I really, I like I told you before, like, I'm really trying to push for um, Lil Skies. If you guys don't know, Lil Skies is a rapper. Yeah. Um, really in tune with his DJ. Shout out DJ Rello, man. He's been helping me a lot with a lot of the connections I've been able to make. You know, he's, he's super cool and... Uh, Definitely something I want to try in the future. That's like my one of my like, huge goals for my podcast, but nothing planned uh, as of yet. Thanks, Sam. Make sure you go check out Angel, and he has a plenty of guests. He had head he had head coach of the Celtics, Joe Mazzulon. That was a pretty dope one for his first podcast, and a whole bunch of people. So make sure you go check and support him out. We are gonna get into NBA predictions, catching up on midseason right now. It is January sixth, coming out next week. So, um, how about this right here? LeBron James will have an exclusive one-on-one interview tonight. Do you see that? No. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's going to be about, but you think he's going to request a trade? I don't know, man. I, I didn't really. I wasn't a fan of that either when he did that with Miami. I mean, obviously a player like him's got like got to kind of make an announcement like that. But I mean, I don't think it's necessary to have something like interview. I mean, it depends on what it is. I, it doesn't I don't know what it's about. Yeah, but. I have no idea what it's about. Someone retweeted it. I feel like that's like a joke, and it was like. The decision 2.0. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'd be crazy. But the season's still going on, so I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he would do that mid season. I feel yeah. like he's already hinted towards like he's leaving LA. He's like, well, I feel like he was very clear when he was like, if his son, when his son gets drafted at some point, he'd like to like play wherever he plays, wherever that is. Um, and I feel like in general, the Lakers have been pretty bad for like, the last, how long has LeBron been there now? Like four or five years? Has it been? 2018, right? Yeah. Yeah. Time yeah. flies. Time flies. Crazy. Because I was watching the, uh, Inside the NBA yesterday, and it was like Kawhi and Paul uh, Paul George have played together for four years already. I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. That's nuts. It's quick. And bro. they played like two weeks together, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah in the boy. grand scheme of things. Yeah. No, it, the, the whole LeBron Lakers thing is weird. I, I am very cur- curious to see what that's about. I don't think it's anything major like the decision 2.0. But I feel like because LeBron is LeBron, he's like always so scrutinized no matter what he does. Like he can brush his teeth and they're like, why the fuck did he brush his teeth like that? <laughs> and you're like, bro, he's just like, that's like really a good dude, that, yeah. a really great basketball player. You don't have to like him, but I just, I feel like people don't appreciate how, like what he's doing right now. It's crazy. 20 years in and the level he's playing at is nuts. And people forget like that Lakers team's not good. I don't care like about the names on the roster. That team's not good. It's not a good team. Like yeah. they have nine point guards. That's exaggerating, <laughs> but they really have like a, a bunch of point guards and, and like LeBron and AD who plays like once every three months. So Until he gets hurt tough. again. Yeah, I know. If he wasn't hurt, I feel like he'd be. He, he was in the MVP conversation. Yeah, that tear hurt, he so. went on when he was like was yeah. like forty five, forty three, mm-hmm. or whatever it was. He went nuts. Yeah, I mean, what's your thoughts on the whole LeBron situation that being in LA? Uh, like from his initial trade, yeah, like just like you know, like him right now. Like if you're LeBron. I mean, he's he's putting up great numbers for being thirty nine years old, I know, and he said uh, yeah. that like he's he's he doesn't care about numbers; he wants to win. So right. it seems like he wants to continue yeah. playing. Mm-hmm. So it seems like this announcement might have something to do with that. I mean, I have no idea. My time is dropped, so it will be said what happened. But you know, predicting it, 
maybe he's gonna throw some shade. Maybe like a KD Kyrie type of thing where they're throwing shade constantly at Brooklyn yeah. while they're there. <laughs> and um, yeah, maybe this makes his presence known. Like, hey, I'm leaving somewhere. Mixed make, make, that would be crazy. I mean, the Lakers, what are they gonna do this year? They're not doing nothing. There's I, no I mean, way I don't to- know. I feel like like it's just like you're a LeBron James, so obviously you're an attraction. You want to bring people around the league that are good, like like Anthony Davis. Like you bring in him, Westbrook, you think they're gonna be good, and like they're just not good. So it's like you know, I feel like somebody like LeBron should talk with the front off. I mean, he's not the GM, but but like, um, just bring in people, you know that that are trying, that are gonna work to get good with LeBron. I mean, like obviously Westbrook didn't work, and like it just sucks now. You got to ship that guy out to somewhere else. Like it's like you know. Okay, I got well, a question for we you. We knew that though. We yeah. knew they weren't gonna work. Yeah. Anybody who knows basketball and watches it could see that they should, the Buddy Hill trade was the trade to make. That would have been perfect for them. But. Just because it's a big name in Westbrook, it's like oh yeah, we should yeah. get Westbrook. But. Mm-hmm. Well, so. He's 39 years old. He's still playing well. Obviously, time is ticking on his career. If you're LeBron, are you trying to attract people or are you just joining a team that you know the roster already? I'm trying to stay where I'm at. I mean, like, you know, a lot of, like, the big NBA greats, like somebody like Kobe or, like, you know, like like Michael, like, they, they stayed with one team and they, they made, a, like, a, a dynasty out of it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't think of the Lakers without thinking about Kobe Bryant. You don't think of the Bulls without thinking about Michael Jordan or, like, you know, you don't think of you know, any other teams that have great players. Like, you don't think of the New York Knicks without Patrick Ewing. You know what I mean? It's just, like, those guys are just so uh, surrounded by that team just because of what they've done for us. So I feel like LeBron should just stay and try to try to work it out in L.A. wherever he's got to move those players. But, yeah, probably keep it the same. I, I would say stay in L.A. How about you? Uh, same. I, I will, I'll say this from, like, an overall perspective, too. Um, I think staying in L.A. is best business-wise. Because business for LeBron right now is probably booming being in L.A. You know what I'm saying? He's in movies. His endorsement is probably going crazy. Like, just overall. And then, obviously, his kids go to school in L.A. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just don't know how much leverage the Lakers have anymore to, like, really bring in pieces. Like, if if I'm a player and I've seen um, – and I've seen – the and I've watched the Lakers the last four years – I'm not like, that's not a team where I'm like, I know I could go there and win. You know what I'm saying? Where I feel like before people, like, if I go play with LeBron, like, I'm at least going to make it to the finals. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're going to have a chance to win. The Lakers, I don't think you people look at the Lakers like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, like, I might get playing time, but, like, <laughs> I don't know how, like, if we're even going to make the playoffs. But I feel like you said the Buddy Hill trade. They need, like, a, I mean, he's not obviously, like, an all-star, but I feel like they need, like, a pure, like, score. Yeah, you just score. I mean? like, Someone to just get buckets. Yeah. LeBron's like just dominant in his own, like someone like Giannis, like they can just get a bucket whenever they want. But I mean, you need somebody that can score the ball. Somebody like a, maybe somebody like a Trey Young that can, you know, facilitate and score, you know, something mm-hmm. like, like that caliber. Yeah. I mean, that could be the announcement. Hey, I heard Trey Young is on the trading block. Go get him. Go ahead and I'm leaving. Right? <laughs> trade, trade AD. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think I'm the opposite way though. If you're 39, your clock's ticking. I think, I'm joining a team that I know already at that point. I'll, LeBron doesn't need the money. At that point, join it. Like, at that point, I mean, if I'm, I don't know, stuff, I've never made that much money in my life. But you feel like you would just take a pay cut to join, like, a Celtics. Just throw that name out there. You know, Celtics probably don't need them. But, like, if you had that choice, if you're LeBron, yeah, I'm joining the Celtics. I'm going to join the Bucks. I'm going to join the Kings. I mean, the Kings would be a cool spot for them. Mm. But the way they're playing right now, LeBron could take them over the edge possibly. One year, at least to the playoffs. Plus the playoffs, they have a better roster than the damn Lakers do. I just feel like that just kills his legacy. I mean, like, and that, yeah, that was my next thing—the legacy thing. Like, if if he's like, you look at it, like, you know, obviously he did his thing in Cleveland, like, right out of like, you know, these people are thinking if he's not a, a 
an all-star in the first year. He's a bust, you know what I mean? But then he became like one of the, like the best player in the NBA in like his second year. You know what I mean? Like just coming in. So I feel like just bouncing around so much and just trying to go somewhere to win, like the Durant narrative, I just feel like that just kills like, I mean, he still has accomplished what he's accomplished, but I just feel like he should stay where he's at. But does that kill Tom Brady's legacy? Different sport. But Brady joined the Bucks just to win a championship. He did. Does that ruin his legacy though? I mean, I feel like it's a little different with Tom Brady because maybe like, you know, we don't know like the full story behind the scenes of what happened with the coaching and the staff and everything like that. But um, definitely similar though. I mean, I, I don't think uh, what Tom Brady did was was uh, right as far as like an outsider eye. I mean, like you know, like we said, we don't know like what really happened with Belichick and all that. But um, if he ever considered to move to a different team, like yeah, I would say like it's almost like identical to what's going on. Yeah, I mean, bouncing back to what you guys said previously before this conversation started, do you guys really think LeBron is not the GM? Do you really think the yeah. GM is making moves without LeBron's approval? No. <laughs> so LeBron's no. GM, essentially. The GM. That's yeah. Like, no. yeah. I, I do think when you have a guy of that caliber, you have to, like, his input, I'm sure, matters. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure it plays a big role, but I don't think he's the one, like, all right, like, he, like he, uh, the game's over, he showers, he puts his jacket on, goes upstairs to the office, and he's like, all right, this is who we're going to get. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it's like that, but I'm I'm sure, like, if he's having a conversation with, uh, who is it, uh, Rob Polinka, right? Yeah. That's the GM. Um, like, oh, we should look at this guy. We should look at this guy, like that type of thing. But I feel like most star players of that caliber probably have an input in who the team's looking at or who the team wants to get because they want to f- get someone that fits their style of play. You know what I'm saying? If you're paying someone that much money, you want them to be fit in that in that system, and you want the players around them to fit with that whole system as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think that comes with tenure, or do you think – Brad Stevens right now is talking to JT and JB and being like asking for their approval or does it come with like the territory of being a LeBron or Tom Brady? I don't know. I mean, JB was almost out of there. You know, he's uh, skeptical of might leaving. So, I mean, <laughs> you never know. I mean, you never know what happens after the season, but now that they got things clicking and got things going, I mean, I think him and Tatum should definitely try to stay together like throughout their whole career. That'd yeah, be insane. That but, would be nuts. Yeah. That would be so cool. I feel like, I do feel like at some point, like uh, maybe... Because I feel like JT is the guy and JB yeah. is like the, the next tier down. Like he's still the guy. But I feel like there may be a point that comes. Say they win a ring or they win two rings where JB's like, all right, I want to go do my own thing in like Houston. See if I'm really like the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of thing. I feel like that might potentially happen. That's just obviously me thinking things. But I don't know. If I'm an NBA player, like I would just I would want to win. So if I'm doing it with a duo. I don't care, like if um the guy that you know the guy that's scoring thirty or the guy that's scoring fifteen, like you know I, I'm playing my role and we're winning championships and we're doing it together, like and we're on one team, like the whole like that's a that's a dynasty. That's right cool. There, you know? No, it is. I agree. But what it, you get to the point you hit you get three rings. Yep. Like I feel like as humans, repetition like it kind of gets boring. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, you got punched someone in the face like Draymond did. Yeah, like, <laughs> makes a spice into it. Like you wouldn't like another ring. I feel like part of you would be like, "What if I like at least think it? You would mm-hmm. at least think, what if I went here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, that you're right. Yeah, yeah. Would, at least, yeah, I'd probably think it. It'd definitely crossed my mind. Yeah, and then you go to Houston and you suck like James Harden, <laughs> or you go to you're the only guy in the Thunder and you guys suck. And now his career, he's bouncing all over the place, too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. When has it actually worked? Can we think about that? When has it actually worked? Someone's left and been the man, and it works. Did it work for Kyrie? At all. When, when has it... I can't think of a time when it's worked. Mm, 
Wow, yeah, that's a good question. That's tough. <laughs> it does not work. Kawhi does it. Goes to the Clippers. Oh, I mean, I guess oh, well, Kawhi. Kawhi, yeah. went, to Kawhi went to Toronto. Yeah, yeah. The one, probably the one time. But I mean, but did yeah. he choose to go there? Well, not even that. Like every, a lot of people were hurt. Like Golden State wasn't fully healthy. I mean, that playoff run was kind. of... No, I wouldn't say a fluke. I mean, kind of. Hey, but Golden State's had the privilege of facing a lot of injured teams as well that no one ever talks about. True. That year when yeah they the one year they no won, Kyrie no Bron I mean no Kyrie no Kevin Love and everyone that West that year was hurt too everyone yeah. they faced was missing like their best player but no one talks about that but being like the Warriors though they're a prime example of people who put their pride aside and win championships the one team that damn does it pisses me off <laughs> but they put their pride aside I think the Clip, the Celtics have a chance to be like a Warriors dynasty if they stick together uh, that, the Malcolm Brogdon trade was. Like one of the craziest trades ever. What that was a, such a steal to be able to have a guy that was rookie of the year, like talented. Granted, he's been injury prone to get him for that price and for him to be your guy off the bench and he does what he does offensively, he can score defensively, he can play defense. Like, what more can you have for a team that's like right there, a team that just made it to the finals? You don't get players like that the next year, you know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't really happen. And a Gallinari that I can't imagine if Gallinari Ooh, was playing. I forget about that. Yeah. Can't imagine. I know my guy Cam is a Knicks fan right now. Being a Knicks fan, how are you looking at the Celtics again? These guys as working out for them because the Knicks have been notorious as of late to be getting players and does not pan out, such as an Evan Fournier. How do you feel about that? Like that, that guy leaves. We were talking about this the other day, actually, not pre planned mentioning his name, but going to the Knicks and just shitting the bed essentially is not doing what he should be yeah. doing in New York for that money I mean it does obviously like piss me off to an extent but uh after Dibs' first year when coach of the year I was like oh this guy's great and then yeah. you know kind of like spiraled downhill from there but I mean I think the pickup of Brunson's huge you know the only reason why going back to like the Celtics I root for them is because of Joey you know what I mean I yeah. want to see him do great so uh if the Celtics are ever on I'm always going to root for them, but if there's ever Celtics next, I'm always going to go with the Knicks. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like Julius Randle's playing back to like what he had in his uh, most improved player of the year. You know, he's putting up those numbers again. Um, you know, obviously, if you watch the course of a game, it doesn't look like it, but I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's frustrating to watch at times. But, you know, they're the sixth seed right now. You can't really complain too much. I, I want them to stay in that, you know, uh, one through six because I don't want them to be a playing team. Yeah. I, I was going to ask you, actually, being an next fan, what, how do you feel about Julius Randle as a whole? Like, as a player, like the year he got there and he went, like, when he won most improved, like, he was playing out of his mind. But he was, I feel like he was also playing efficiently too. Mm. But I feel like now, like um, since then, he's not like, the efficiency's gone. I don't feel like it's there the same way. And like even just his demeanor is, I feel like it's just everything's just different now. I feel like he's more of a leader now. I mean, you know, when he won most improved, it's it's tough to uh, you know just look at numbers. I feel like for me, like someone that watches a full game, it's yep. like you know you see the type of shots he he shoots and makes, and it's like damn, he's making those kinds of shots. Like it's kind of crazy, but um, you know, definitely like he's the guy so like they want him taking the most shots so obviously he's going to get his points if he's if he's taking the, if he's getting off the shots he gets but i mean uh you know i feel like he's he's a little bit sloppy you know what i mean he turns yep. the ball over like in crucial timing i mean i wouldn't say he's clutch i mean he definitely has hit some clutch shots but I, like he's just not like someone that can lead a team like someone like a donovan mitchell or somebody like a uh you know uh like a, like a like not like a role player but like an all-star player like someone like a lamello or somebody like that like i feel like the knicks need someone like that like they got brunson but if they can get somebody i always say, i say this every single year every single year in free agency they need to get like one guy that's like like they should have threw him the chips for donovan mitchell they should have i mean they should have i, loved I was RJ shocked Barrett, they did it i was shocked they should have gave rj barrett up yeah and i love rj barrett like <laughs> i said i'm a duke guy love, love duke him. love rj barrett 
They should have gave him up for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, hundred percent. Should have did it. I missed that. Were they not willing to part with RJ Barrett? No, they wanted to no. keep him. They wanted to get rid of like uh, Obi uh, Toppin, you know, and and, and yeah, these young guys. OJ- from the Cavs or from the Jazz, let me take Obi Toppin for fuck instead of Donovan thought it was a done deal though. I remember he said it in one of the interviews. He thought it was like you know I'm gonna go to the Knicks. Like he it thought was, it was it done. It was like but. a no brainer. Like it just made sense. It like it was like written on the walls. Like now they just dropped seventy one the other night. So he, <laughs> <laughs> his sneakers are seventy one dollars. Actually, they just announced it today. Yeah, they did that with Dame Lillard too when he dropped like sixty one. I think mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm still not gonna wear them or buy them. Still <laughs> cool. I actually do wear uh, Donovan Mitchell shoes for basketball. Do 70, you seventy one dollars? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you? That's, yeah. You like them? Obviously, I mean, I mean, they're a little heavy, but like they're very like sportive. I mean, I, I got them like a year ago, but not like most recently. But they're not bad. Like I got them. At, uh, I remember I needed a quick pair of shoes because, like, you know, obviously not in high school playing basketball every single day. But I needed a pair of shoes. I went to Dick's. They were like eighty bucks. I was like, you know what? Why not? Oh, you saving nine dollars now. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, what did you think the Knicks need to prove to come up in the ranking? No. The standings. You guys are twenty one and eighteen right now. You guys are only like four games out of like I feel like the West is the same third. thing. Like every team is very, very close to being at that next step. Even like I said, even the West and the East as well. Like every team is right there. So uh in the span of a week they could be at like the third seed and then, then the week after that they could go back down to like eight. You know what I mean? So I just feel like efficiency and consistency is like is needed, of course. And um just I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not huge on Coach Dibbs and I feel like that they need to get some new like young coaches in there and uh you know obviously turnovers is a huge part of why they're losing when, when they lose so so midway through the season you guys are 21 18 what do you expect of the Knicks for the rest of the season any shocking winning first round or first round exit what do you think what's your predictions on the Knicks <sighs> if i if i had <laughs> betting I, man betting man you're betting your house I, on this if i yeah if i had to predict man oh god predictions i I'd, I'd probably like predict if they made if they didn't make the plan they'd probably be like a first round exit I'm not going to lie. But if they can, you know, I just want to be like a little bit optimistic. If they can, if they can be like, like I said, try to be more consistent and like obtain a sixth seed, they can, I think they can make some noise. Like even when they were a fourth seed, I thought they can make noise against Atlanta, but you know, obviously that wasn't the case. I can't, uh, that still pisses me off that Atlanta won that series. (laughs) Yeah, oh, no, I, after that, I, young. I hate Trey I can't stand Trey Young. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I hate Trey Young. I'm like, and I don't, like I said, I don't even like the Knicks, and I'm like, bro, they got to win this series. But they I respect him as a player, though. Like, he is he's a great point guard. He, like, it's he's something that your team, like, you want on your, somebody you want on your team. But yeah, just that he's the them. villain, yeah, yeah. This, I, I can't stand him. Do you <laughs> predict any Celtic-like turnaround as they did last year for the Knicks, where they were, like, playing kind of 500 until, like, all Star Weekend that they turn it around. Do you predict that at all for this for the Knicks? No, <laughs> I think I think uh, like I said, I think they'll just stay at that. If not, maybe be a playing. T- I think they'll, they'll most definitely be a playing team, but um, I don't see them making like a huge jump to like back to that fourth seed like they had it a couple of years ago. But probably like I think they'll be in like the same range they are now. Mm. I, I I agree with what you were saying though about uh, Coach Tibbs. I think mm. I think they need a new coach, like a young coach. Yeah, I feel like his style is just not fitting with that team anymore. Like you know what I'm saying? I right. feel like they're a bunch of relatively young guys, and I feel like they need a younger, like different style of of coaching. Um, and Coach Joe, help. <laughs> right? Zula. <laughs> I don't. The Celtics, no way they let him up at this point. There's no way to bring him back. It's just that they're back in like some games though. Like like last night they beat the Mavs by like almost 30 points. So yeah. it's like you know you look at a win like that. You're like all right, that's you know. But then like they lose to like Orlando two weeks in a row. Obviously Tatum was hurt. Oh, oh, OKC but, the other night, uh, giving up 150 uh, was, points without SGA was nuts. Oh, Shy didn't play. No. He did not play. Did not oh, play. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, 
Malcolm Brogdon said that once they seen that, they kind of let up. It's like, why? I mean, yeah, you can't do that. But Draymond did say that in the episode of The Shop with LeBron. He's oh, like, yeah. You know, when you're midweek, you're going to face a low team. He's like, it's, it's hard not to be like, ah, we got the Magic this week. Oh, we got the Thunder without SGA. Ah. And then you get smacked. I would just worry about not getting hurt. I mean, I feel like you worry about that every game, but it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I'm obviously not an NBA player, so I don't know what their mindset's like, but just go hard every night. I mean, that's how... You know, that's how I try to live my life. Whatever thing, whatever I do, but it's just like as an NBA player, I mean, we we don't know what their mindsets are like. So maybe Draymond's right. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, like playing on the competition. But you think that really affects Mozilla though? Because I mean, I feel like every yeah. team has those letdowns though, and even with uh, Ima Doko, we had those letdowns when we were playing well. Yeah. So it's not like just like you think Ima would really have done it differently, possibly, maybe. But that's kind of like comparing like. You can't really compare at that moment in time, I think. I mean, I think Missoula's doing a great job. If we don't hire him full-time, who, what are we going to do? All right, right. Hire I mean, Tibbs? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, just from what his dad was like in high school when he was my coach, I mean, he didn't care who we were playing. He didn't care if they were like they didn't have a win. Like He would want you to go you know, 110% every single time. And then throughout the course of the game, if you're up, then he would rest like the players that he knows that are going to play every single night. But, um, I mean... Obviously, Joe's a little bit different seeing his coaching style. So, I mean, he probably has that same mindset, too, though. He doesn't want... I mean, it's his first year interim. He's not even really the head coach. He probably wants every player to go in every game, you know, wanting to win and wanting to play the hardest. So, I mean, I, I feel like if one of his players... Like, if Malcolm said that, I feel like that probably ticked him off a little bit. Probably. Yeah, Malcolm said it right after the game. So, I'm sure he's running hills after that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is Eastern Conference first. So, right now, it's Celtics, Bucks, Nets, Cavs, Sixers, Knicks, Pacers, Heat. Who do you think has been, let's start off with uh, the biggest disappointment this year in the East? Who do you think the biggest right now, oh, disappointment-wise? After Heat, Hawks, Bills, Wizards, Raptors, Magic, Pistons, Hornets. I think the Heat, for sure. Yeah, me too. I yeah, I feel like, because they didn't really, um, all they lost was P.J. Tucker, really. Yeah. Yeah, all they lost was P.J. Tucker. And um, I don't know. I feel like, I, could, I expect them to be like your typical annoying Heat. Like, they just... <laughs> They're constantly like just have one night it's Kyle Lowry going for sixty. The next night it's the the backup point guard. Then Victor Oladipo comes off the bench and plays thirty in the next game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got lights going off the bench going off. Oh, that dude pisses me off. <laughs> it's like they're one of those teams that's super annoying because they're so deep that they have so many guys that um that can go off at any given time. So for them to especially like last year for them to make it and give the Celtics a run in the playoffs and then to not like. To like kind of just lay down this year is weird, but I do expect them to have like, like one of those like all star break turnarounds where I don't I don't know then I don't think they'll be as like good as like the Celtics were last year after the all star break, but I think they'll like be like they'll they'll be one of those teams you don't want to run into in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I mean I have a friend who's a Heat fan. Shout out Bo. He is going with the excuse the injury excuse route. Yeah, and they're so injury prone right now. We don't have a full lineup. So I guess I can see that, but I definitely agree with you guys. It has to be, I mean, probably the Heat or the Sixers. I mean, even though the Sixers are 23 and 14, they're not really a disappointment. So I guess, yeah, it would be the Heat. But, I, um, I got a friend who, too, who's a Heat fan. Shout out my boy Ray. I mean, he... And he's like, excuse as well? Yeah, the yeah. Same, he says the same exact thing. And like uh, going back to like the starstruck thing we were talking about like way earlier, um, Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry were at URI to watch. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, to watch uh, Devon Carter. He plays at um, PC, and his his dad is one of the assistants for the Heat. 
And, you know, me being me, like being able to work those games, I was fortunate enough to meet both of them. So when he saw that, like he was obviously like crying, like, oh, can I like, is it, are they still there? Like, what are they, you know, anything, like, <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, he's a huge Heat fan. So he says the same exact thing with injuries and, you know, they're not full strength. Like Jimmy only really plays like when he wants to, it seems like. But how do you feel about that? Like being a coach like that, letting PG and Kawhi play whenever they want, essentially. Jimmy Butler play whenever they want, essentially. I feel like that just ruins team chemistry, and that's why the Heat are 2019, and that's what they're doing. They're letting Jimmy play whenever he wants. I mean, if you're like a role player, I mean, you know, I play basketball, but Elbert played, you know, Elbert's pretty good at basketball. How do you feel like that? Do you feel, are you just being like, okay, you know, Jimmy is the best on the team. He can do whatever he wants. Are you like, no, F that. He should be playing every game. And then that ruined your morale as a teammate. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you look at other sports too, like sports like hockey. I mean, like um, someone like Patrice Bergeron who plays for the Bruins. He played in the Stanley Cup Finals with like a punctured lung and like broken ribs. So like, if that guy's going out there skating up and down the ice, you know, for ninety minutes, I mean, I'm sure Jimmy Butler can play with like a sprained finger or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like stuff like that. It, it depends. Again, we don't know what these players go through, so it's it's tough to judge. Like from an outsider's point of view, well, from an outsider's point of view, it's like, why aren't you playing? But yep. I feel like. Uh, you know, depending on how serious the injury is, like they should just be trying to go out and win every night. You know, what about you, Al? Uh, same. I feel like the NBA has become like super soft. You know what I'm saying? Like guys missing games. Granted, it is a long season. Um, yeah, but at the same time, like that, that's what you train all off season for. You know what I'm saying? You prepare yourself for the for the long season. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of it. But I think part of that comes like I think part of that comes down like from up above too. So it's not just coaches that like, all right, you're gonna take this one off. Like especially when it comes to like a star player, you know what I'm saying? Like a Kawhi or a or a Paul George or a Anthony Davis, where it's like, all right, we know you're injury prone. We want to try and if we can preserve you for like closer to the playoffs or for the playoffs, then why not do that? So I I, I get it, but at the same time, as a fan, like I, I'm not the biggest supporter of it. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing with you guys. Like I'll just be pissed thinking about like, you know, beginning of the season, I buy tickets for, uh, just going to say that Lakers, yeah. Yeah. Celtics game. I expect LeBron to play LeBron gets scratched. I'm like, yo, not even on. from like happened, injury, happened not even from injury. Yeah. Just like, Oh, he load management. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, really? Now I can see him on the bench. Cool. That happened I'm to me. It happened year. to you? This year, did For LeBron? No, well, I, I, I want to see LeBron play, so I haven't seen him yet. But it was for, uh, I went to the Knicks, Knicks Trailblazers. Uh, I wanted, obviously, Dame, you know, obviously Dame, yeah. but he was hurt. And it was his, like, uh, status was questionable. And, like, a week, a couple weeks before, he was like, all right, he's going to be set for this date. And it was a week before I was going. I was like, all right, he's going he's gonna to play. But then that date comes out, and he got to sit. And, you know, I was super close. He, he was still there, but I wanted to obviously see him play. But Yeah, no, it's, you know. it's frustrating. Mm. So, um, do we all agree Heat was the Easter Conference disappointment? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Have any uh, shockers for um, most improved team, a team you did not expect to do as good as they're doing right now Cleveland. in the Easter Conference? 100% Cleveland. Not yet. Yeah, definitely not as good. Oh, I will say not to. I will say the Bulls too. I thought the Bulls would be a little bit better. Oh wait, really, you, you think who? Wait, what was the question again? Like who's like who do you think who, who is like unexpected to be that good? Yeah, but he he like said did I interrupt you guys going back to the disappointment? Oh, oh he said okay. the Bulls too. Yeah, the Bulls are oh, a little okay. disappointing. Right, right, right. Uh, Seventeen yeah. to twenty-one right now. Oof. Ooh, I didn't know they were that bad. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah a little Zach bit. and Demar. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I get what you mean. They have the same record as the Wizards to put that into context. Oof. Yes, Only three games better than the Magic. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think they could turn it around, L? 
before we get to the improvements? The Bulls? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't like, um, I, DeMar's playing good still. I just think him and Zach Levine may not, like, be able to coexist as well as, like, we think like a they, JB and JT type of yeah, thing. Yeah, they they they're actually very similar. Neither of them shoot threes really well. Well, Zach Levine does now, uh, but like I feel like their style is very similar. Um, and what I also I always forget they have Lonzo Ball, who's just like oh, yeah. he's hurt. Yeah. yeah, who's been hurt for like what's it been like the past two years mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, yeah. So that that's rough too. They got uh, Vucevic though. He, big man's good. He's solid. Yeah, he's he's oh. been. So consistent, like he, for the past, like what has it been, like ten years, twenty years? Mm. Yeah, he's just been consistent. He does the same. You know what you're gonna get from that guy. Dude pisses me off. I remember last year Celtics. He possibly this year he had like four putbacks to beat us. I'm like, how? God damn it! <laughs> get this guy talking to me. I'm five seven. I'm trying to guard a six ten guy, but I'm sure it's a lot harder. But um, yeah, he was pissing me off. He's so good. Mm. But um, he I would love him like on the Celtics. Yeah, 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 I like, feel like he'd fit well. When Al leaves, get his ass. Yeah, Al, what a shocker Al's been. How Do you think that contract was warranted? Would you have given it if you were Bass Stevens? Yeah, I would. I mean, just because of what he did last year. You know I mean, like, he wasn't the one who brought you to the finals, but he played a big part in helping out, you know, the whole team as a whole. And that's, I think, what got them there just because, like, they played so well collectively as a unit. Yeah, but that money could have been used for Grant. I think Grant's definitely way more part of the plans for the future opposed to uh, Al I think I would give that money to Grant if I had the choice we were talking I was talking about this the other day too with my friends like Grant is, is a great role player like he knows what his role is and he plays a role I'm just not that big on him I don't think he's like that great I mean like if he went anywhere else I feel like he would not be making this much noise as he is you I think mean, he's like, a system guy oh 100% I feel like he's like once he gets into a system and a team and like he knows what his role is he's good at playing that role and not he's not gonna be that guy to break out which is okay like yeah. you, you know but I would rather give the money to Al. But if, he is a system guy with the Celtics. So Exactly. So, so right. Did yeah. Al show that clearly. Right. Sunk to the Sixers after. Didn't even play in OKC. Yeah. And he's thriving with the Celtics. Can't you say the same thing, though, for Grant? I, I don't care if Grant goes to the Bulls and sucks. Doesn't affect me. <laughs> right. But yeah. he's on the Celtics, and it's amazing. And he's going to fit well with JB and JT. Wouldn't you rather give that money to him opposed to Al, who maybe has a year or two left in him? We gave him, what, a two-year yeah, extension? He's older. Yeah, How about yeah. second year? He stinks. Mm, true. Yeah. I mean, I, just because, like, uh, I feel like he's just a different player than Grant because, like, you know, you kind of need that big presence down low because mm. like, even when Robert Williams is hurt, you don't want Grant or say, like, you know, both of them are hurt. You know what I mean? You don't want Grant playing your five. You know what I mean? Like, true. You need, you need, like, height on that team. And El Ray's favorite, do you think he is a locker room presence? You think some of that money is a locker room presence? <laughs> do do I think Grant's a locker room presence? No, 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 Al. You think, like, he's a... Uh, the team chemistry. <laughs> Al Ray hates that. I was joking. No. <laughs> you give money to be a team chemistry guy. Like a Udonis Haslam? Like, bro, get the fuck out of here. Stop. Get off my goddamn salary. Get out of here, bro. Like, if you're going to be a coach, just be a coach. They'll be taking up a they roster have, spot. They have a... It's a role in the NBA. It's called a culture coach. I remember I was talking with my dad because he was telling me that Joey was like... That was his first initial role with the Celtics. He was their culture coach to bring them, you know help the chemistry and bring them in as a unit and really get them to play together. I mean, Al could do that, but I mean, he can't do both at the same time. I don't think, I mean, yeah, I mean a player, that's uh, players can do that, but I wouldn't give Al more money just to do that. No. I mean, that's what they do for Haslam. Yeah. The Udonis <laughs> well, Haslam crazy. thing. That's yeah, crazy. That he, that he just comes back and he sends out, he, I will say though, he played this year against the Celtics and JT, he was guarding JT and got blown by quick. <laughs> yeah. It was everywhere. He's 40. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, get the, man, get out of here. 
He's not, he hasn't, what's he done in the NBA, though, over his 20 years? Over his 20 years? I, I don't know. back off LeBron, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. What, like, what is his like, career numbers? Let's pull it up right now. I wouldn't say it's over anything over five points. You don't think so? I was, I was no. going to say 10. All right, let's pull it up right now. His career is 7.5 points per game. Oh, wow. 6.6 total rebounds, 0.8 assists. He's played five games this year. Yeah, five, five <laughs> games this year. That's probably the most in the last couple of years. Point six points, one point two total rebounds, and no assists. Literally, is take is running around when he gets in. Oh god. Oh man. So yeah. So Bulls disappointed to L as well. So you said who is the um, surprise team? That's like shocking you. Oh, yeah, shocking Cleveland, one hundred percent. I mean, like that move with Donovan Mitchell. You could just see how how much better they are with with him, and um, you know, losing. Lori marketing sucks, but it's like, I mean, Donovan Mitchell just dropped 71 points. Like, you know what I mean? And they're the fourth seed in the East. Mm. So you said that sucks, but does, did it really suck at that moment? Are you just no, like, no, oh, no, 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 not, not in the moment with the trade. No, but like he's playing, like he's Amazing. putting up numbers. Yeah. He's putting up a lot he of just numbers. just dropped 49 yesterday. Yeah. System guy? No. No. No, 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 no. If you're, if, and even if you would compare him to Grant, not even close. No. Not I even think, close. Oh, so let's play a. Let's play. Uh, would you rather? Would you rather have Laurie Marketing or Grant Williams right now? Laurie Marketing, one hundred percent. On the Celtics. On the Celtics. Oh yeah, Laurie Marketing would probably start in the Celtics. You think so? Over who? Oh, actually, no. I'm sorry. He'd probably be a six man. If I if I would yeah. So what's the starting lineup right now? Marcus, Tatum, Brown, Horford, Al, and well, Rob's not starting at right now. Okay. I think um. Does Grant start? Grant, I think it's like rotational. Depends on the it game. Depends on situational. The game. Let's, so let me ask another one. Would you rather have right now Laurie Markkinen or Julius Randle? I saw that on Twitter the other day, man. I, <laughs> I don't know. I know that one hurts. Uh, I mean, maybe I would. I would probably maybe say I would say Markkinen just because of uh, he's he's more versatile. Like like Randle, like he can put up the points and he can get you know the assists and the rebounds and stuff. But it's like. If you, like I said, if you watch a course of a game and you see the rebounds that he's getting, it's like no one, nobody's near him sometimes. Like just he's just trying to pat the stats. Like I feel like marketing, you know, gets those big buckets, those big assists, like in, in clutch moments where Randall isn't that clutch yeah, player. Yeah, I get you. I got one more. Marketing or Sabonis? Oh, ooh, I would say Sabonis. I think Sabonis, okay. yeah. Sabonis I would say Sabonis too. I was gonna get to we're gonna get to all star voting. His and lines always had, hit. Literally, <laughs> always hit. That's a disgrace how he's not up there more on all star voting. Yeah. The Sabonis is a beast. I can't. We're talking about this before. I wanted him in the Celtics so bad when the Pacers are trying to get rid of him. What are the Jazz in the Western Conference? I just, check, just to answer your question is JT Smart, JB, Al, and Derek White is our starting lineup right now. And oh man, yeah. I feel like marketing. I mean, that's a big lineup if you put him in there over White, but. Yeah, but I think White's more or less like he's not going to start once, you know, Al, I mean, Rob's ready. True. But the, what was the question? The, the Jazz, Jazz. Yeah. They, they fall in their 10th, their 20 and 21. So, right yeah, now. I would pick Sabonis off of that, too, because Sacramento's what? The fourth seed? Fifth. Fifth seed, yeah. Fifth, so yeah. I would, I would Granted, shoot. though, they have, the Kings have a better team, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, Sabonis is, like, his numbers are crazy, too. I, yeah, he's balling. But they're close to marketings as well. But, I mean, I, I'd probably pick Sabonis. Yeah, so um, Cavs, Cavs for you too, you think? Yeah, I'd say. Because I didn't expect Donovan Mitchell to get traded there. And then when he got there, I'm like, oh, it's going to take some time for them to mesh together and everything like that. And they just kind of clicked right away. I will say, though, I think um, Darius Garland being out 
um, to start the season. Like he, I feel like he missed a good amount of games, allowed Mitchell to like get like more comfortable quicker, and then once you put them two together, then it's then it's really gonna go crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so Easter Conference, I agree with you guys too as well. It's definitely the Cavs. I mean, they're definitely scary. Predicted Easter Conference Finals midway through the season. I'll go first. Let you guys think about it. So it'll be, yeah, I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be Cavs Celtics. Cavs Celtics. That's gonna be a tough one. I'm gonna be a Homer, but I really think we're better though. I'm going Celtics in the finals. I'm saying that. So that's like you know we're doing so well at the beginning of the season. I think we're going to the finals again, and it's gonna be uh, seven games over the Cavs at home. So I'm wrong with. How about you, L? Mm. And for the for who's making Easter Conference Finals, and then who's going to the finals? Um, again, the Celtics, Bucks, Nets, Cavs, yeah. Sixers, I would Knicks, say, Pacers, Heat. Obviously, matchups vary, but if I would say Celtics, Bucks, ECF, and then uh, me being uh, a Celtics fan, I, I think the Celtics are just playing too good to not make it back to the finals. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Cam? Eastern Conference ending this off Eastern. I would probably say Celtics too getting there, but I mean, if, if Katie and Kyrie, I mean, I know it's the narrative every year. If they can stay healthy and ball, I mean, like they're just putting up insane numbers too as a duo. So, I mean, I feel like Kevin Durant and Kyrie too, for that matter, are like hungry for a win. Like they want to get there and they're sick of people saying, oh, this, this was a bust to make, you know, this team happen. But I feel like if they can keep playing, the Nets are the one seed right now, aren't they? No, no, no the third. The yeah, Celtics, but they're no, like they within like a game yeah, or They were like yeah. one at one point. They're a uh, game and a half back. I'll say Nets. I'll say Nets Celtics, and that's tough. I probably I'd probably stick with the Celtics, just how everything's going right now. But I'd say Nets, Nets and Celtics. Yeah, Kyrie's plotting something soon. He's gonna blow up the team. But, <laughs> something um, like that. See, something like that would just screw up. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's gonna happen. Like last year. Yeah, it's gonna happen. He's gonna tweak his thumb. He's not gonna play for three weeks. Yeah. Uh, Western Conference now is the Nuggets, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Mavs, Kings, Clippers, Blazers, Suns, Warriors, Jazz, Timberwolves. Lakers, Thunder, Spurs, Rockets suck. So, uh, disappointment. Same thing, starting off Western Conference. Wow. Suns, huh? 2019? I never believed in the Suns, so I'll say that. So, are you, going, are you rolling with Suns being the biggest disappointment? I'd say the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, I don't get how they go from winning the championship to being so good. Their record, home and way, is literally the complete opposite. Mm. Home, they're like 13 and 3. Away, they're like 3 and 13. They do have, definitely have that home field advantage, home court advantage, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, time between too, them yeah. two, Suns Warriors. I mean, they're both disappointments at this moment in time. I say maybe more of the Suns because they don't have no injuries or anything like that. Chris Paul still playing. Chris, He's healthy. He, he Chris Paul missed a good portion of the beginning of the season, I think. Right, if I'm not mistaken. Did he? And Devin Book is out now. Mm. Yeah, Devin oh, Booker yeah, for like a couple weeks. Yeah. All right, yeah, so I'll roll with the Warriors then because they're healthy. They missing? Yeah, they're not missing. Well, I, I will say they lost a lot of pieces. They lost Otto Porter. They lost Gary Payton. Um, I feel like they lost someone else too. Uh, Maybe Zaza Pachulia, his 30th year. Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> I feel like they lost pieces though, like pieces that were like crucial that like fit really well for them. Uh, Do you with, think Damon Lee, I mean, it wasn't really that important, but he went to. Uh, the Suns. He was the guy. That yeah, he went to the Suns. Yep. Are we thinking the altercation is affecting their team chemistry? I no one's like, really, no really talked about that. I feel like it has to. Like, how you knock someone out like that and it doesn't affect like something? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Maybe I have to. I don't know what personally if Jordan Poole and Draymond talk like outside of the game or outside of practice. You know what I'm saying? But even still, I mean, even still, you're playing with this dude. You see him all the damn time. You don't in the back here thinking this motherfucker embarrassed me in front of national media. Everybody knows about this. I can't do anything now. Back on it. Cause what am I gonna do? Then I'll get suspended. And you kind of know you're in a pickle of that situation. It has to affect you. It wouldn't affect you. Get it yeah. in front of everybody? Uh, no, yeah. yeah, for sure. But, like, the chemistry part, I mean, I feel like, you know, if lose, obviously Otto Porter was a big part, but, I mean, Gary Payton too, but, I mean, you know, you still have that core three with Draymond and Clay and, and Steph, so, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's, it's probably something to do with why they're down, like, they're spiraling down. Plus, like, everyone hasn't been healthy. Like, Curry hasn't been playing. I mean, he's back now, I think, but he hasn't been playing either. But. Yeah, but, I mean, they're the Warriors. They will turn it around. And like May, they'll, they're gonna sneak in and they're gonna go off. Mm, oh yeah, they will go off. But yes. I don't think they'll get it back to where they were last year. Mm, so are you rolling with the Warriors as your biggest disappointment as well? I would say that. If not, I would say LA too, because I mean, obviously, like you don't want to see LeBron at what like the tenth seed or whatever it is. Twelfth. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, twelfth. Yeah. Anthony Davis too going down. Like I think they were a little bit higher higher of a seed, but yeah. I mean, it's just they were like seven, I think. Or, yeah, you don't want to. LeBron, I know, is hungry to get back into the playoffs too. They're only two and a half behind eighth. So I mean, they'll be in the play-in scenario, yeah. but mm-hmm. I mean, are you really gonna do anything from there? Probably not. No, right. Yeah. So what? Any um, the biggest surprises in the West? Uh, obviously Sacramento, but probably uh, Nuggets, yeah, Pelicans by, for, by Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They're the third. The they're the third seed, right? Yeah, the Pelicans, yeah. the one. Yeah, it's good to see Zion back. You know how he was. Yeah. Back in like high school, you know what I mean? It's just that dominant and. CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram too. He doesn't get a lot of love either. I think he gets Brandon no Ingram, love. Brandon Ingram's yeah. a huge part of that team too. Also, I'll say too, the Mavericks after losing Jalen Brunson to still be like up. What are they? Top four, top five? They are fourth. Yeah, to for them to still be like up there. Like I feel like their team isn't that great. No, I, I was just gonna say that if they didn't have Luca, they'd be screwed. They'd be. They he would literally be, carries that team on his yeah. back every single night. Down by nine. What was it like with thirty seconds left last last week? Mm-hmm. That was absurd. Definitely absurd. I mean, yeah, it has to be the Kings or the Pelicans. Is it worth? Was it? I mean, clearly it was. But at the moment in time, was it worth benching Zion the entire year to stay injured? Well, to come back from your injury to be doing this now? I mean, do you think they could have made noise yeah. last year though? Because even last year they were in the plan, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of gave it to the Suns. That's why they had that beef now. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Just because like they made that big pickup in CJ McCollum, so they probably wanted to see how he would work out. Obviously, they'd want Zion back to see how the team would play out in full. But you know, getting him obviously helped with the playing. And then now that Zion's like fully healthy, I mean, I, I think he's he was out. He's out games. a little bit. Yeah, I but, think he's out right now for a little bit. Yeah, but but I mean, still the third seed. I mean, and that team's definitely clicking better now that he's back on the court. Do you think they have championship aspirations like this year? Like now, like obviously they do. But I'm saying, do you think they realistically do? Uh, not this year, no. no. Like I don't think they'll be a third, the third seed in the West by the time the season's over. I could see them maybe winning the first round. You know what I'm saying? Maybe depending on the matchup. But like that's the most I'd have them. I wouldn't have them like Western Conference Finals or even semis. Hmm. So before we get to the, our uh, predictions, how do you feel about Zion yamming it with uh, that like that second left over the Suns? Do you think that was disrespectful? Should he have done it? His reasoning was that he was having his teammates back from last year when they were kind of being disrespected, so he had his teams back. So he's just going, you know, you guys want to have beef? I'll, I'll do a windmill 360 on you guys right now. I'm going to say what C.J. McCollum said. Should have played defense. Yeah. 
I mean, he, he Zion said it after the game too, like uh, like that. It was you know not it was out of character. Yeah, it was out of character. Yeah, so I mean, I just probably agree with what he said afterwards. I mean, obviously it's out of character, but as a fan, like I don't really care because it's you know it's him. But in the you know grand scheme of things, if it was somebody else that was like a nobody, I'd be like, what the hell is this kid? Doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing that? Yep. yeah. Yeah, but then Chris Paul is over here complaining about it, but then this dude does yeah, dirty stuff all the time. Chris Paul, yeah. oh, he's dirty. <laughs> There, then he, 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 he like, like elbow and uh, elbow. Alvarado in yeah, yeah, yeah. the damn chest right yeah. before that. Somebody right. said knock him out, man. I can't stand Chris Paul. Yeah, like, no. Who was it? Rondo? Rondo should have oh, Rondo. Yeah. Him on his ass. Yeah. Oh, man. And then Brandon Ingram came in with, like, yep. that, that should have been like. Brandon Ingram wanted all the smoke, too. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody want to see Chris Paul win a championship? No. I could care less. If you <laughs> no. I'm kind of I'm glad that Milwaukee sucked all the energy out of him that series. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. He went from like being like loved, like beloved, until like a villain now. Like nobody wants to see him win. Nobody wants to see the Suns win. But I love Devin Booker though. Like I, I, I'm I a used huge Devin to. Booker fan. I feel like he's so cocky and he's done nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I feel like true. he's I, done a whole bunch. Of, like he scored a lot of points, but that doesn't mean like Melo scored a lot of points and Melo gets more respect than that. You know what I'm saying? True. Like I feel like Devin Booker has done a whole bunch of nothing, but he talks like. Like he's done something. Like Clay Thompson talks the same way, but Clay Thompson has rings. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like you, you're like, all right, like, and he's one of the best shooters ever. Right. Yeah. And when he does, I feel like it's like provoked. Like people are always doubting him, or they're saying something to for Clay to talk that non- like that talk back. Yeah, Devin Booker is just like I feel like the Suns in general just be feeling themselves too much. Like can't campaign. Like bro, uh, get get out of here. I, like please get know, out of here. They were pulling like the Cam Newton. They were celebrating when they were like on the hot streak, and once they lost, they're like, "Oh, you, you can't like, celebrate." You can't, you can't yeah. celebrate. Yeah. Like, bro, you guys were out here dugging after every damn game, and now you guys lost, and they guys want to complain about it. I hate those. Yeah, hate those kind of players. I mean, the Warriors do, but they they win. I mean, they back it up. I mean, I hate it, but. It's great campaign. Who else campaign to start? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. Come on. exactly, exactly. That one year when the the Warriors were bad, what two years ago? They were on NBA TV a lot, like replays. And so I was like, oh wow. Now they're not good. I can appreciate how good they were. Like they were amazing on those like Cav finals. But once like live, I'm like, oh god, I hate the Warriors. Hmm. Like that. I went to Game Three last year, the finals, and I'm sure you guys remember when uh, Steph had that up and under layup. Yep. I was like, wow. This guy is amazing. Yeah. Hate him, but this guy is amazing. You respect it. Yeah. I mean, once you back it up, I mean, it's kind of hard to hate somebody like that. I mean, it, it's easy, but hard. It's like a Brady. It's like, dude, this dude's so annoying. He's like 10 to wins, but I mean, he backs it up. He yeah. backs it up. And talking about backing up, who is going to back up their performance this year so far into the season? What is the Western Conference Finals predictions and the finals? L? Are we believers of the Nuggets? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't believe in the Nuggets. Not even a little bit. Predicting what? So are they are they in the West Conference Finals? Or they're not even making it for you. No, I think they'll make it to the semis. Um, let me see, let me look I think Memphis will be up there though because they were there. La- they were battling with Golden I State think, last year. I think Memphis. I I want to say it's going to be Memphis and the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. And yeah, I, that's tough too. I, I honestly no. I would say the Clippers. I would say the Clippers are going to get there this year. You I think so. I think so. Yeah. If they can, it's just they're injury prone. You know what I mean. So yeah. if if they can stay healthy, you I mean you see what Kawhi and Paul George can do on the floor together. So that I mean, team on paper is really good. Exactly. When you look at too. the roster; they're really good. But if they can be healthy, like that's the problem. If they're hurt throughout the rest of the season, like you know, spotty here and there, like they're not going to be there. So it's it's going to be tough. But I definitely see Memphis going there. And I would say, I mean, I'm going to stick with L.A. Uh, I'm sticking with the Clippers, too. And I would say probably, 
That's tough to pick from. I, I'm, I'm going to go at Memphis just because of last year's performance and how they're playing this year, too, and how Jaws an MVP candidate. So yeah. I would say I'd say Memphis, yeah, out of that series. Memphis, well, sorry, it was Memphis and who? Uh, the Clippers. And the Clippers. And so you're predicting Memphis Celtics finals. Yeah. Memphis Celtics. I think it's going to be – I think we're going to run it back. Warriors Celtics. It's uh, very hard to argue that. I'm, I'm going to go with – yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, yeah, Warriors Grizzlies. I can't see. I don't. I think Luca's gonna get. It's just he doesn't Luka have enough. Point. When it comes he doesn't to have the enough. Right. Pelicans are not. You know, they're playing well. But I don't think they're gonna make it to that point. I don't believe the Nuggets at all. Neither Kings. I don't believe in Clippers. I don't believe in Blazers. <laughs> joke. Suns. <laughs> um, Suns. I still. I can't. I can't see it happen. I see Warriors and Grizzlies. Yeah. Warriors, Grizzlies, Warriors making it. They're going to turn around like they usually do. They're going to piss me off. It's going to be Warriors, Celtics. And thanks to the redemption story, they're bringing those ratings, and Celtics are going to win finally to overcome. Tell me, man, you're going to see it. Watch. A couple, couple uh, months down the line, LA's gonna, the Clippers are going to be up. I think they're going to be up there just because they need to stay healthy. If they're healthy, they'll be a top four seed. Yeah, and that is our predictions for the championship. So who's going to win MVP? Mm. Oof. Like for the for the year? Yeah, for the year, yeah. Probably Joker again. I don't want him to. I think I because I honestly think Embiid should have won last year. I do think Embiid should have won last year. And I don't even like Joel Embiid. Uh, I, the, there needs to be like a rank criteria though. What the hell MVP is? Is the best player in the best team? Is the best player like on a mediocre team? I don't get it. I mean, the Nuggets are the first seed, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like that year Westbrook won on the Thunder when they were like seventh seed and like. Yeah, but, right, cool. but I think he averaged a triple double that year too. That was that that year was crazy. That's it. that one I think was like that one had to be right. Like that one, I I didn't question the Russell Westbrook one. The the joke what's Joker on two now or two? Yeah, two. Yeah, I, I like I said, I think last year should have been Embiid. Um, I think if Jason Tatum plays continues to play at a high level, I think he's probably top three. Um, and then Ja, I think Ja's got to be in that conversation too. Ja's playing pretty well. Yeah, I mean JT is the best player though on the best team, and I think on the NBA rankings, he's not even first yet. He's still not first. If the Mavs were better, it'd be Luca. It'd be Luca, hundred percent, hundred percent. But, but I would, my pick would be Tatum. I'd one pick Tatum. Joker, of course, twenty-five point two, ten point seven, nine point five. JT second, thirty point seven, eight point two, four point two. KD third, Luca fourth, Giannis fifth. That's fair. I'd pick Tatum though. Yeah, I mean personally, I want Tatum to win, but like, I just feel like the way, like I agree with what you said. There's no like specific criteria for MVP. You know what I'm saying? Like the like the year when uh, when Steve Nash won it back to back. One of those years was Kobe's. Like there was no question about it. One of those years was Kobe's. But but there's no specifics to it. It's just like you know. I mean, it's tough. It's like twenty five point two or thirty. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I'm, I'll go with JT. Just remembering it all. But um, yeah. I mean, you guys agree with the uh, All Star voting too? All Star voting. Oh, I just had it up. LeBron's first overall. Uh-huh. Do you think that's like a like a legacy thing, or do you think LeBron should be up there? I think he's LeBron. So yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I, yeah. The fans are gonna obviously vote him too. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, Demonis a bonus. He didn't even crack the top ten for Western Conference front court All Star voting. He's first in rebounds per game, leading Kings in rebounds and assists per game. 
best player on a top five team in the Western Conference, second in total rebounds and assists. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be an all-star. It's just going to be, like, not a starter. Mm. Like, the coaches are going to vote him in. Yeah. yeah so, That's all fan voting, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, Kevon Looney? Really? Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, there's some of that just... Austin stupid. Reeves? Like, yeah, like, get out of here. Front court is LeBron, Joker, AD, Zion, Wiggins, Paul George, Laurie... Andrew Wiggins again this year? Yes, bro. Fifth. Fifth over sorry, Paul yeah, George. I was over arguing Laurie, with that, too, yeah. Over... Oh, Draymond's eighth. Draymond's over Kawhi, and tenth is Looney. The fact that Looney's even on there is bullshit. The uh, what was it? Uh, Andrew Wiggins deserved it last year. This year, no. Like they're can, saying that he's having a better career this year, so he should be technically a starter again. I don't know about all that. I don't know. But I, I haven't looked at the numbers year. though. But the eye test tells me no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's you know the same saying? thing. That's how I look at like we were talking about earlier, Julius Randle. Like the eye test. You gotta see watch a full game and how they play. Like, yeah. They're putting up the numbers, but how are they doing that? You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah. And guards is Steph, Luca, Ja, SGA, Clay, Westbrook six, over Lillard, over Devin Booker, Reeves ninth, and Jordan Poole tenth. If I saw like a list of more players in front of me, I'd be able to say there's probably players over Westbrook too, I would say. Obviously Reeves, but I don't know. I mean, it seems yeah. okay. But yeah, probably Reeves. I'd be like, why? And Kevin, uh, Devon Looney, <laughs> why? Looney, yeah. <laughs> Even Westbrook. Westbrook's playing good, but I don't know I don't know about All-Star worthy. Yeah, so if you're, if you're going to be able to vote... It's, uh, this one's tough. No, that pisses conference. me off. How's Jason Tatum not up? Bro? That, that makes Man, me bad. KD, Giannis, Embiid, Tatum... Butler, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Kuzma, Paolo Blanche. Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. Yo, Paolo. I think Paolo should be an all-star, honestly. Nick Cla- Claxton and Jared Allen. How oh, is don't Claxton? Hit, I, I wouldn't hit on Jared Allen, but like I don't know about No, Cla- but I'm laughing over Claxton over Allen. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even I mean, I don't know the numbers that he's putting up, but like Claxton, Kuzma, come on. Like, yeah. Bro, I would take Big Al over Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton's not bad. Well, He's not bad, but n- n- not all-star purposes. Hell no. Yeah. Isn't is Jakob sucking, too? I know the Raptors overall aren't really good. Butler hasn't even played. No, I was just going to say that. He hasn't even played. That's crazy. That's why the fan voting is, like, flawed. But I don't get it. I mean, it's a different sport. But 201 overall fan vote and didn't make the, the game. It's like, how the hell? So you're telling people to vote, 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 vote. And then these players don't even make the game. Like, I know I was talking about it with Brett, actually. And it was a year that Clay was, like, top three. And then he didn't make the game. Yeah. So why are you telling fans to vote and their vote doesn't matter? It's like real life. I mean, like, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, me being a biased Knicks fan, Derrick Rose is at nine. Like, Derrick Rose, man, like, I love Derrick Rose. I love the, but he hasn't even played that much. <laughs> yeah, he, Like, 22 games. Yeah, he hasn't played that much. Really. <laughs> Guards, Kyrie first. Donovan Mitchell, James Harden, Jalen Brown, Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, LaMelo, LaMelo Ball. LaMelo hasn't even played either. <laughs> yeah. Hallenbert, Derrick Rose, and Darius Garland. Hallenbert's having a good year. Um, I Even the Kyrie Irving over Donovan Mitchell is kind of crazy to me. Uh, and I love Kyrie Irving, personally. Uh, I don't hate... No, I don't hate the top five. I, I think it's No, solid. that's pretty good. I would say DeRozan over Trey Young, though. Um... Yeah, I mean, Trey, like the Hawks aren't that great aren't either. Aren't that good, and at least I feel like the Bulls are better than the Hawks. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I haven't really been paying attention to James Harden, but has he not played neither? Hasn't he been hurt? 
He's no. like he's like skittish too, like Paul yeah. George and, and Kawhi. Yep. Yeah, he said he wants to go back to the Rockets for what? No, yeah, they, I know. I, they, there was speculation. He said she gave the uh, the typical like professional answer. I'm here in Philly type thing. Like oh, so that <laughs> I'm here you, and I'm excited. Just like to see just what like Kyrie did. Yeah, yeah. So, like. I want to stay here in Boston. So that know. means you want to leave. <laughs> At that point, you might as well say no comment. Effie, I know you got trust issues. <laughs> oh, cool. dude, fuck Kyrie. That's how I feel about him. Would you take Kyrie in the net in the Knicks? I, I wanted him. I wanted him. <laughs> I wanted him really bad. Yeah, you know, when when that was going on before he went to the Celtics, I wanted him. But I mean, just a head case. Like if he's not going to play, like why even bother getting him? You know, but. Completely ruined Kyrie's Celtics. Kyrie, man. I mean, you never know what, what would have happened if he was at the Knicks or who would go there. You know what I mean? Like he drew in Kevin Durant to Brooklyn, yeah. so Kevin Durant could have came to New York. I wouldn't hate, wouldn't hated it, but well, <laughs> not gonna go anywhere. It's like, what's the point? You know? So <laughs> yeah, I mean, he got Katie, and then Katie wants to leave. Yeah, <laughs> so I know. It's, it's just like, a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a whole drama, and the drama. So yeah, so who's winning the championship? Yours was what Grizz? Was it Grizzlies? Yeah, Grizzlies. Grizzlies Celtics. Celtics. Who's winning the, Celtics. the championship? Celtics. Celtics in uh, Celtics in six. Yep. Celtics in six. I got Celtics in six over the Warriors. How about you, L? Celtics Warriors too, right? I'm gonna go Celtics in six over the Warriors. Celtics in six over the Warriors. We will see how we pan out. How are we gonna be predicting the NBA season? Um, anybody? Uh, any last words for the season? Anything you think is crazy gonna happen? I hope my predictions pan out. I mean, <laughs> I think I think the, I think I got some pretty solid ones. I think I think LA is definitely like the Clippers. I think that's a sleeper one. If they can be healthy, I think like right now, obviously people are sleeping on them, but I think they can get there. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I've never sent my predictions on video, so I can go back and be like, well, it was super. I, I, we do that all the time. Super wrong. <laughs> <laughs> super, yeah, super wrong. Uh, hopefully, we're not wrong. I mean, Celtics, they would have let me down, but hey, that's not a. It's not crazy because I'm a Dolphins fan. I got let down <laughs> epically. Epic collapse, different sport, but um, I can't see that happening with the Celtics. I hope they just rest Rob. We don't really need him like that right now, mm. and he's very key for the playoffs. So I think Rob is definitely the key to our success, Um, you know, because once he kind of wasn't playing his full potential last year, definitely affected how good we were. Right. So, um, yeah, I can't. Uh, I'm kind of scared of the, the Cavs, to be honest. I fear them more than the Nets. Mm. Who do you think is uh, the biggest fear for the Celtics? The Bucks. Mm. Yeah. The, but I will say it depends on Chris Middleton. We beat them last year without Chris Middleton. That's if true. If Chris Middleton's playing, that's a tough team. Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis, that's a really tough team. Um, like I said, I, the, the Nets are scary because Kevin Durant can go for 60 whenever he wants. And Kyrie's mm. unguardable. So those two guys, but like I don't feel like their overall team is as good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. So, uh, I'm gonna go with the Bucks, um, and the Nets maybe close second. Yeah, fun fact for you: Did you know that Ben Simmons is 15 and 0 against the Nets and against the Knicks? Best record all time against the Knicks. That's so really random. he is your kryptonite. Is he? Are they playing the Knicks tonight? Or I don't know. I don't know why that was posted up. I seen that. I'm like, oh, I'm saving this for Cam because. See how he feels about Ben. Is he even playing? 15 and 0, really? Like, you mean like 50, like being, like getting minutes or just like being on a team that's. I guess when he plays. Yeah. I mean, really? That is, uh, yeah, it's kind of. I mean, no, the Knicks are not even playing Actually, tonight. Oh, no, the, 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 the Raptors. Raptors. Yeah, Raptors, Raptors yep. They are down by 10, I think. No, they're, <laughs> they're not 10. even up playing tonight. Up Actually, they're playing up by, up by 10. 10. Up by 10. Yeah, 15 and 0 against the Knicks. Did not know that. Is he, wait, is he playing? 
Simmons? Simmons? Oh. Yeah, he's been yeah. playing. I don't know. How, I don't think he's playing well. I think he's averaging maybe like five points a game or something <laughs> like that. But like they say, he's playing. I, I think he's one of the biggest busts too in NBA. One of the biggest busts but, in NBA history. So I didn't think so until, um, until the uh, the final year with the Sixers, the playoffs, mm. not the actual year, the playoffs where like he was mentally broke, and then coming this whole thing between like the back problems and all the stuff when he got to the Nets and not playing to now and, and you watch him play, he like he's he's not good. Mm. And I was I was riding for him too. No, the one that got me was when Kyrie was like, "Ben, shoot it!" <laughs> he, <just> <laughs> <laughs> he did not shoot it. Nope. But um, yeah, that's our NBA predictions. We'll see how we're doing. They'll come back maybe after the season. We'll do a trio again, see where our predictions were and how bad they were off or how right they were. Hopefully, I'm right because I said the Celtics are winning the championship. So that is my prediction. Make sure you follow your boy Cam. Your social medias. Uh, Cam I. Simone and uh, Cam's one corner for the podcast. Yes, sir, baby. Make sure you follow your boy, Elray. Elray Jetson, that's it. Elray, <laughs> underscore Jetson. If you follow Elray Jetson, maybe somebody else. Isn't that somebody else? Like Elray Jetson? I don't know. Oh. Maybe, probably. So why did you put the underscore there? I don't know. I think because I did on, multi, on one social media, I did underscore. And then one, I didn't do underscore. And then when I tried to like do with regular on the other social media site, I couldn't. So I just made them all underscore because it's mm. easier. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. It's always weird though when someone has like underscore, underscore, underscore. It's like, yeah, how many yeah, underscores like... are there? Like, I don't know. It <laughs> throws me off. But luckily I have no underscores. It's your boy, ExploreFF on all social media. Make sure you follow your boy's podcast page, EG Pop Thunder on all social media. Like, subscribe, send us a moon. Let's get it, baby. <laughs>